it's interesting this whole college thing um because by the time but then in 2017 when I graduated from high school I really didn't know that I just believed that going to college was the only way for me um I didn't know have other opportunities I didn't know about entrepreneurship um or other forms of you know creating your income whether you have a social or not later in my junior year of college um because I wish that I would have known that since I would have made a decision more um more of mine I feel like I was doing college from parents and you know the idea of the of the American dream like you need to go to school and all of these things but I also think that you can still be successful to what it means to be successful to you in a different way you know so I do want to put that out there because I think that society is changing um our people is also changing and not everybody who's an LGBT go to college no um and sometimes being a business owner can be more doable than going to college which is a mind blow to me what is going on everyone i'm your host kevin munoz you're listening to the leo podcast where we talk about various educational topics especially those impacting the latin american community this is today's free episode if you want early access to episodes and bonus episodes you can find that right now on our patreon.com slash latinamericaneo and if not, then enjoy this one. In today's Talk Your Business segment, where I bring entrepreneurs from the community just like you and I to share their stories and tips on how they kickstarted their businesses, I had the pleasure to speak with May Perez, founder and owner of Lunar Artisanal, a business born out of intention and love. Lunar Artisanal is bringing you beautiful hand artisan and sustainable pieces made in El Salvador. May founded Luna Artisanal because of three reasons. One, being born in El Salvador, May experienced and saw the need for socioeconomic development within the artisan community. Two, her nostalgia and love for the land made her crave Central American visibility and representation in the United States. And lastly, the need to survive and work in this country. Being an immigrant put a lot of systematic barriers for May to find employment, and the inability to travel back because of immigration policies fueled her to pursue her vision. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Well, hello everybody, I'm May Perez, and I'm from, I was born in El Salvador. And I'm 23. I live in Boston. Um, I just graduated from college last year, but I've been planning or working on my business ever since 20. Well, actually, I manifested my business first and then <laughs> the action. Yeah, yeah. So I always like to say that because I think that sometimes when we work on projects or anything, a job or anything that you start, you think that you started the day that you applied for it or the day that you found it. But I think that we need to be considerate about the intention behind, you know, I think that you thought you manifested it somehow if you really wanted it. Or at least I like to see things like that way. Um, so for me, I manifested my business in 2018, 19, um, towards the end of 2018, towards 2019. So you've been um, thinking about it for a while then. It wasn't yeah. like a, like a, wow, that looks cool. I'm going to do it myself or like, yeah. I really want to do this. It was just, you actually like, uh, have been thinking about doing this for a while. And then you finally took that kind of leap, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and the thing is that I like to journal a lot. Um, that's like my way of, um, 
just coping with everything. I like to journal, I like to write. And I remember that I did wrote that I wanted to start it. But in that time, I was a junior in college. So it was around 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting because I feel like I was in... Um, Shot of Truth podcast when I was actually Vicky. thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, the so sister now, podcast. Shout yeah, out, Vicky. <laughs> so it's really interesting. To, it's just like, oh, I don't know. I get emotional now because I'm thinking, I'm talking about it with you, but I also talk about it with her and it wasn't even physical. It was just an idea. So now that it's physical, it's, well, a full circle moment. Well, yeah, circle look at moment. that. <laughs> and listen, from here on out, you'll only have greater opportunities. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just... <laughs> manifesting it right yeah um but yeah i started manifesting in 2019 and it was because um it's really funny and i think that maybe every or almost every entrepreneur has that little, little how do i say all of this in a short amount of time when they ask you how you start your business because i feel that at least for me my business came because of um, my lifestyle or and also because of who i am and i also found a problem and then, you know, I found a solution to that problem. Because um, I think that a big thing in order for your business to be successful and whatnot is you need to have a solution to a problem. And of course, intentionality and not doing it just for the money. Um, because, you know, I'm a big, and I don't know if you noticed, but um, through my social media stuff that I'm really about healing energy and not just doing things just because. Um, and I think that when it comes to abundance and your mindset, you need to have a sense of gratitude you know a sense of gratitude for things um but yes um for to begin with the main thing that happened that caused a lot of things um was my status i'm here in the u.s and i am fully undocumented without DACA, so i don't have any work permit or anything and when i was in college i fully knew i ever never know ever since i came here that i didn't have nothing um, but I didn't really understand the consequences until, you know, I was applying to college. And I think that's a common theme around our community that you really don't understand until you try to apply for your driver's license, your first job and all of these yeah. things. But you always knew that you were like undocumented yeah. and everything, right? I always knew. Okay. Yeah. That from me. And I'm really grateful for them for never right. hiding that from me, but I never really right. understood what it meant until I had to, you know, I wanted to find a job in high school or yeah. actually middle school. I wanted to work and whatnot in eighth grade or whatever. Um, and then it started hitting me more when I was trying to apply for college because here in Boston, where Massachusetts is a state, um, undocumented students without DACA, they don't really have um, any financial aid opportunities. We don't, we can fill out FAFSA. Right. Um, some states allow you, but they don't allow us here. So that's when I, it hit me. Okay, what do I need to do? <clears throat> Thankfully, gratefully, I was able to get a scholarship based on my grades. Um, and that's how I made it to college. And it's like, and tell me how you feel about, you relate to it too, because um, yeah. after one chapter of your life, you'd be like, okay, what's next? How do I figure it out? Okay. Next four years. Because <laughs> no, that's my how life- I was too. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I was in, um, in a high, I, you know, I came here when I was seven years old. So I always knew like I, I was undocumented. Um, but like you said, I didn't know what that really meant till I started uh, applying for colleges in high school applying for jobs and and bank cards later on being denied i'm like why am i getting denied like you know what's what's so different on them taking a risk on me than like some and then another kid my age or something and then 
and then just getting a bunch of no's. And then that's, that's, I think where we, we get creative, like you said, um, and not, and then building that mental like strength because we have to have that mental strength and, and then build it up, uh, and not like succumb to the pressure that, that, that's constantly being like thrown at us. And no, I, I absolutely relate that too. And I have to get creative and even with DACA, you don't get like FAFSA. Um, so going to college, I had, I couldn't go out, um, out of state is like, you know, as you know, is more expensive. You have to stay in state. And then all my peers were going to, um, mm-hmm. these other big colleges. And I'm just like, wow, like, am I like, you know, I started like just doubting myself and mm-hmm. then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to push myself through with it. And I, I, I relate to that. Uh, as absolutely. Yeah, no. Yeah. And thank you for sharing because it's interesting, this whole college thing, um, because by the time, but then in 2017, when I graduated from high school, I really didn't know that. I just believed that going to college was the only way for me. Um, I didn't know have other opportunities. I didn't know about entrepreneurship, um, or other forms of, you know, creating your income, whether you have a social or not later when my junior year of college, um, because I wish that I would have known that since I would have made a decision more, um, more of mine. I feel like I was doing college from parents. And you know the idea of the of the American dream, like you need to go to school and all of these things. But I also think that you can still be successful to what it means to be successful to you in a different way, you know? So I do want to put that out there because I think that society is changing. Um our people is also changing and not everybody who's an ultimate didn't go to college. Like no. Um and sometimes being a business owner can be more doable than going to college, which is a mind blow to me. But um, thankfully, I ended up in a reducing university here in Boston um, with a full ride, and I was able to finish um, that. Um, and I was like, okay, I graduated from high school. I got this money. <laughs> the school, okay, I'm all set for the next four years, but it's not really yeah. like that. I think yeah. that, at least for me, once I figure something out, what's next? Because it's always going to come up what's next to figure it out. It's like a puzzle every four years. Yeah. And my school is interesting. Have you heard of Northeastern before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with Northeastern is that you do five years um, and they make you do five years because while you're in school for undergrad, you're supposed to get real world experience. So you're supposed to get hired for internships and then you get paid for internship and while you're right. in school. Yeah. Just so you can get ready for that workforce. Of course, that didn't really apply to me, and I didn't know that. Um, and I didn't know that until I got in there, um, because you're supposed to start planning your co-op, internship, whatever. Oh. Yeah, because you're supposed to do a pay internship for a semester, um, and it goes into your credits, and then right. supposedly once you're out, you find, a, you find a job and whatever, right? Right, right. Um, so my freshman year, I was trying to find an internship because that's how early you you start think about these things. So you start working on sophomore wow, year. from freshman yeah. year. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. yeah. Usually people yeah. don't even start thinking about it till like junior year or exactly. so it's later a really in sophomore rapid. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a really rapid, um, fast paced thing that I didn't really understood because first of all, I never, I'm a, I was the first man in my family to go to college. Right. And then this school is super like, okay, next year you're supposed to have a job within your field. And it's like, whoa, wait I don't even know what I want to study so wait hold up <laughs> um and I think that that's when it hit me my 
second semester freshman year when I was like, okay, let me start getting this co-op thing started. And I just realized that I was like, wait, they're paid. And it's like a full time, 40 hours a week. A lot of um, universities in the U.S., they have, you know, their office for first generation students. And then when the first didn't have their documented um, office. But my school was just so behind on these things that they didn't even have a first gen office. Um, so now, yeah, actually, my classes started a first generation um, office and, you know, the department. And it's sad that you, you like it's something that we even have to like put yeah. like into their agenda because it's yeah. other, otherwise it was just it's been staying like that for years right and yeah, only only now have i seen more and more uh colleges also just adopting more like um resources mm-hmm. for undocumented kids and latinos in generally right yeah yeah and of course i was considered i was considering international student um but i was not and it was a whole mess and oh it's complicated but long story yeah. short i was trying to apply for to create my internship and they gave me the option that i could work for free 40 hours and i was like mm, wait what <laughs> i was like wait hold up wait wait oh no oh yeah, no they like they were like you still get the experience so they had the motto at you know at my university oh my god i feel like i'm talking mad crap about them but it's okay I, i'm already gone so all, cool. yeah yeah you out of there what do you got to worry about <laughs> you know but they have the whole exploration learning. That's their motto. So they will always refer to that. They will be like, okay, you will get experience, whatever. And I was like, wait, but I'm working for 40 hours for free. And in my head, I'm like, I got bills to pay. I got, I got, I can't afford that, you know? Yeah, so, we don't have that luxury. Come on yeah. now. And from that moment on, everything changed in my college experience um, because I was a political science major. Um, because I've always been about, you know, the community and learning how to, you know, give back to our community or make it better. And I believe that because I had some background in community organizing during high school. So I believe that, okay, um, maybe political science might be the field, international relations might be the field, but I started learning more about it in school and I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this is too slow. I'm a person that I need to make change quick and I need to see results. I can't, I can with the whole bureaucracy thing that you need to go to this and like, I can't. I know. Uh, we know this. Yeah. Like we go. <laughs> we don't want to for change results. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, what ends up happening too with all like these politicians is they, you know, they, well, from what I've read, it's just like, they go in trying to make change. Like they, you know, genuinely trying to change the system and then just they, they too many obstacles and then they just kind of fall into this uh into this rut where they just going through the motions and just getting their money right like and then there's just no change and then just just a full circle yeah yeah and that's when I start questioning do I really want into this field what do I do and that's when a lot of things came up too um because I think that for you to find your life or what you're supposed to be doing in the in in your journey a lot of chaos also needs to happen because you're changing, you're growing, and a lot of people don't feel good about the chaos and the chaotic part before, you know, the light. Um, so that's when a lot of my mental um, health issues started to happen. I started getting super, super, super anxious, and I think that I never had anxiety or I didn't start developing until I started college, which is super sad wow. to think that, yes, it's super sad to think that wow, going to this thing caused me this. And now I'm still recuperating for it because it's a, it's a, it's a condition that you, yeah. once you start developing, you need to treat it. It's like any other, you know. 
um, condition. And my depression also started starting because I think that I got too much in my head. Okay, I don't have any more things to do because I just thought that that was the only thing. Right. You um, came to like, you, you found yourself coming to like a wall, right? And you couldn't yeah. see yourself getting past yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's super sad because I really wish that no one would go through that. But I also think that I had to go through that to be where I am. So it's super conflicting. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. And it was a really dark time because I couldn't tell my parents since I didn't know how to deal with it myself. And then just think about me being a freshman thinking about what I had to do after university, which is too much to think about. Um, Did you have and- like, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I'm just like, okay. did you have, because I feel like oftentimes we also just don't have other people did that like relate to to what we're going through and it's a lot of vent up like emotions and that's a big cause of it yeah no definitely I mean of course you have your friends and they knew but I think that there's so much that they can help you with and also it was super hard for me to ask for help because since I'm always being the one handling a lot of things on my own it's always to ask for like, okay, I'm feeling. And plus, back then, it wasn't really normal to talk about anxiety. Um, at least I felt ashamed talking about it because I really, I didn't especially really like know. with our parents, they're like, "What is this?" So like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I just handled it on my own, but I don't recommend that. I'm like, please do yeah. not ask for help because it really adds to other things in your life. And well, that's when I changed my major too. I was like, I can't be, do- if I can control my internship, let me focus on what I can control since that has been my motto ever since, you know, I came to the U.S. Control Same. I'm like, focus on, I'm like, yeah. use, use whatever cards uh, I have in my yeah. hand. Not, don't worry yeah. about the ones I don't. Yeah. Totally, and totally. Look out the noise, just focus on what you can. At least you know that you have all this money for the school, then focus on that, on the, that thing that you can. Even mm-hmm. if you can work on your field, you know that you can always make money different ways, whether it's serving or whatever, you know. Um, absolutely you know of course it's a hard thing to face because you are here to build your career or whatever at least that was my idea but then Mm -hmm. um but yeah i changed my 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 major to or my field to um marketing and design graphic design and i've always been a creative person but i really didn't know how to explore that and i Mm -hmm. think that a lot of things in my life experiences have prepared me to be a business owner because i think that you need to, and even being a document has prepared me to be a business right. owner. I think right. that also that's also why a lot of you know our community have businesses because we just adapt so easily. I yeah, think I was gonna say the same. Like all everything that we go through is kind of we you know we dealing with a business is kind of like uh, we go through it anyways, like in our daily lives yeah. and in different ways. And the level of stress too, because mm-hmm. I think that and it sounds so it's going to sound so messed up, but I think that. Since I'm so used to, you know, having stressful situations in my life before being a business owner, now that I have business related things, I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out. You know, it's not a big deal, but it creates a lot of mental capacity that, you know, I'm just grateful for being able to learn those soft skills that a lot of people don't know or don't have because they haven't been through, you know, like different life life experiences, like being unstable or um adapting to change or you know making quick decisions or being creative and being resourceful i think that that's a big thing about us too we're so resourceful um we can make so many things with little and even my i don't know it's just so beautiful that i think that all those things have led me to you know 
And that's like the whole embodiment and embodiment of um your business. Like your business is like out of coconuts, like <laughs> like like out of all out of all the things, like you made a business out of coconuts. Like yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah and for the listeners, I think that I haven't really said what my business is. Yeah, so right. Let me say that before I continue with how yeah. I let and I'll but, introduce it before the like everything too. So awesome. okay, yes, thank you. But yes, um, I'm the owner and founder of Lunar Artesanal. And we are a business based in Boston, but we work with artisans in Salvador to create handmade artisan products um, using coconut or just artisan um, products, but mainly with coconut. We mainly work with coconut. And um, yeah, we go from earrings to bags to um, candles launching tomorrow. Actually, by the way, I'm just going to put that there just in case. <laughs> what? You're doing candles yes. now? Yes, we're doing candles. So oh um, I started with just earrings, but then oh I, I know that coconut can, you can do so many things with coconut because it's a really unsustainable product and you can just maneuver different things to do. And um, starting that, the core line where I wanted to do coconut and especially vegan coconut because um so is important to you know all of those little things that when you when you burn it what it does to your body so mm. yes making sure that whatever product that I create is sustainable because of course it's one of my things too um I don't want to create more stuff or more or more things to the planet and it's really interesting to also build a sustainable brand when you know you're still also an immigrant and like you have to make because sustainability is expensive. And I think that that's, yeah. that makes me so mad. And that's another topic in, in their own, but yes, Lunar Tessina is a sustainable brand. I um, mean, we work with coconut and we create different products, but as of now, we only have earrings, bags, and um, candles. So that's Luna. Only, she says only. Um, like, yes, because I have only, <laughs> you, you started this like naughty, what, how many months? Like, has it even okay. been a year? Okay. It, no, it's no, been a no, no. No, no, not even. Um, I not even, right? Yeah, no, no. I launched it on August. Right, um, yeah. It's been a couple of months and you're saying only and you have like like a whole <laughs> catalog already. Like, <laughs> I know. Of awesome products, by the way. It's not yeah. just like. <laughs> no, no, thank you. But, but yes, that's the, that's the story. What happened? Yeah, no, since, you know, since we got it right into the business, tell us like more about um, the name, how you came up with the name, the mission and and why coconuts out of out of all the fruits yeah. or materials like uh like like wood or your or the typical like what are they used for for earrings copper or yeah, actually these are the ones one of them yes um they're one of our styles actually one of the original styles the first drop i remember that right. when i first launched it that was one of the first styles so <laughs> i'm close it means a lot but um so Luna, because I have a deep love for the moon, me personally, I just connect with her so much. Um, and I've always been a really intuitive person. And even when I was little, I would feel, I don't want to be arrogant because it's not a word, but you know when you're a special child, like you know when you're different. And I always knew I was different, not because I was an immigrant, but also because I would rather, you know, just be outside watching the moon or like watching the sun or like the sky than like playing in the playground. I don't know why to have this thing with um, the cosmos and everything. And even when I was going through my dark period period of time, um, when I was dealing with mental health really bad, back in college, I would just resource, of course, to God, you know, because of my parents and, and my, my opinion, but also I would resource to nature, especially the moon. Mm -hmm. um, and 
when I was manifesting what I wanted to create with my business, I wanted to be intentional because I wanted to be abundant. And for me, the moon's super abundant. Um, and just seeing all the phase changes that the moon goes through and how it affects humanity, how it affects the ocean, how it affects women and even, you know, plants. And at least my right. parents, they grew up planting. Um, in Salvador, we create a lot, a lot of coffee. So my parents, they work in the in the coffee fields when they were little. And my dad will, will always tell me that the moon will help them know when yeah. to plant because of the cycle. So I just find that so beautiful. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, we used to do this, the same thing too. I was, I was little. I remember just going and um, helping my family pick like coffee beans from the plants. Oh. It was it, it, I treasure that like memory so much yeah. just because, you know, it's not, it's unique. It, it really like uh, to, to when it comes to the, the environment here, right? You're listening to the Leo Podcast. I'm Kevin Munoz. Support for today's episode comes from my Patreons. If you enjoy the show and are looking for bonus content and to further support the show, then head on over to patreon.com slash latinamericaneo or visit my website latinamericaneo.org to join the growing Leo Podcast community because the learning doesn't stop with this episode. There's also some sick merch on my website, everything from shirts, coffee mugs, and tote bags. All info will be at the bottom in the show notes. Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah. So you know, I feel like in Central and Central America, where this platano or coffee or sugar yep. cane is so big over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I was thinking about the name, I wanted to incorporate nature, but I didn't know how. And then I was like, let me just name it. I was just going to name it Luna, but then I was thinking, no, it has to say, I just wanted to say in the name what it was about. Um, so I just added artesanal and Luna at the, at the same, Luna Artesanal. And also because during that time I was studying branding and design, so I had a little bit of background with branding right. and how to make it appealing and all of that. So that's how it came up. Um, and initially, it wasn't even about the coconut yet. I just wanted to create, I just wanted to actually sell the the bags, um, the, the textile bread, bags. Oh, the bags. Yeah, so yeah, the bags were before the earrings in, um, yeah. when you planned it, right? When I plan it, um, I but then I was able to find the artisans who work with coconut, and I didn't even know that you could do this with. I didn't even know anything about coconut until I started talking to them and more about the production methods and everything. And it's super beautiful because my family, my mom, she's from the coast of El Salvador, so I did grow up knowing that you can use coconut as like different things, but not like mm. beauty stuff. Because you yeah. know, you you grow up with like coconut oil, coconut. Face wash, yes, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but not really these things or other things. And I was like, why? I was mind blown. I was like, wow, you can do all of this with this fruit? Like, what? <laughs> how do you how do you get in contact with these people? Like, I did. Yeah, like, and that's they just I'm hit talking. someone up. Like, like you saw, like people were working with coconuts, and you're like, I'm no, gonna hit no. them up. Like, no, no. <laughs> actually, you know, when you work with with intention in your journey, I think that things just start aligning up. I'm a big person about alignment, and I think that. If we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, everything's going to come up easy. So my mom's a hairstylist. Um, she does, um, yeah, she does hair here in Boston. And one of her clients um, actually comes from El Salvador to visit her family. And every time she comes, she does her hair with my mom. So my mom was telling her that I was trying to find artisans to work with them. And, you know, mothers, they will always be bragging about their kids. Like, oh, oh yeah. she's doing this. Ah, she wants this. And sometimes it will bother me because I'm like, I'm too humble sometimes and I don't want people to know until I'm sure. <laughs> but 
Yeah. That my mom bragging about me thinking about my business led me to my artisans. <laughs> so thank wow. you. Wow, there you yeah. go. So there you go. Um, Tell your parents yeah. all about your your ideas because you never know. I know. <laughs> and she was just casually telling her, and literally it was so funny that one of her students back in Salvador, because her client is a professor back there, um, one of her students was an is an artisan. And that's how I got in touch with the artisans through wow. the professional client. And then from there, you know, I contacted him, what's up? Um, and then we started talking and then planning and then creating and just trying to know what it would mean for me to export because I can really, I can travel back. Um, and that was my main concern. How am I going to bring all of this without knowing how to go back? Like that was the thing that I thought was going to stop me, but no, um, it wasn't an issue. And then I came across my the cooperative um um, Calot, that they're the cooperative that works with the coconut. Um, okay. Yeah, they're located in La Paz, in Salvador, and they have a more established co-op because they're different type of co-ops. But this one is um, it is it is just more funding for different things. Right. And I just found out about them because I follow a lot of um pages in Instagram from Salvador and entrepreneurship and whatnot over there. And one of them posted them and I just messaged them. I was just thinking, hey, I just introduced myself. But then I didn't have, but it's, it's really funny because it took a lot for them to reply to me. And also since yeah. I didn't have a business yet because there was just an idea. So it was either I was scamming them or not, you know, because it's <laughs> a random girl from Boston texting us, oh, does yeah. she want to work with us? But there's no business. There's no profile. Where's it at? Because I hadn't registered yet. And... I remember messaging them, in, messaging them in October. That's when I sent a DM. And they replied to me until February. <laughs> but it's okay. So, it, it, yes. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it took them a little while, but good yeah. for you for, for yeah. even like messaging them when it, it's only like an idea and then you're trying to make this work. Um, yeah. That takes a lot of courage. That, that takes a lot of courage. That. You'd really yeah. do. No, you really do. Yeah. It was funny because I actually didn't think they were going to reply to me. I emailed them. I texted them in Facebook, IG. And then out of nowhere in February last year, they just re replied to me back. And I was like, oh my God. Yes. What was, was your like, reaction? What did they say? What did they say? They <laughs> were just like, oh, um, because, you know, also back home is different and really, really interested with social media since sometimes they don't check and all of these things. Um, but thankfully, Ever since then, we were able to create a relationship, and you know, um, I really care about them because, like, you know, the, as you know, that they, the families that I work with, they also have families. It's not just like, oh yeah, I just pay you and I don't think about you. Like, no, I yeah. think that you make a brand sustainable and that does social um, purpose. You also are involved with them, their family, because at the end of the day, you're supporting them um, right. and they're supporting you. It's not just take, take, take. It's reciprocity, and. Um, they just told me how to make the stuff, the prices, what I wanted to design with, with the coconut. And that's how everything started. It was a DM, um, hoping they wow. were going to respond. And then, of course, a lot of meetings online because, you know, production, you need to be, you can't can be present physically, but that didn't really stop me from creating. I think that as long as it's going to take longer because production usually takes nine months, um, and you also need to be planning ahead, but at the same time, it's the the lesson behind that you can't just give up because one little hiccup was present. Right. Keep going and be creative about things if you really want it that bad. Um. So that's how I started working with them. Wow. And so did you, 
So how did you, so you pitched an idea to them and then everything else you, you've had meetings to make this, um, mm -hmm. to your idea come, come to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was really clear to them. I was like, listen, um, it's not physical yet because I still need to register, but I'm planning on registering the business at this, at this month. Um, once I have the registration, I can start actually, you know, being official because, of course, to create the contracts with them and making sure that they are mm. safe and I'm safe and the payments and everything is, you know, good. Um, I needed to register the business, creating an LC. And I told them, I was being honest, just give me two more months and I'll give you the registration so you can be good. But wow. please don't, don't leave me, please. Like I literally, there's a lot of faith too. I think that you need to trust, they need to trust you. And in business, that can be really interesting because, you know, People think that you can't trust anybody in business, but that's the thing. When you do business different with intention and about right. the people, it's different. It's not just I'm taking from you. So since you mentioned it, like, how was your experience as building, uh, the registering your business um, with, you know, a lot of, I think it's a lot of pressure on, I feel like, and, and uh, especially like, you know, if you're undocumented and starting your own business and. How do, how do you even go about that? Like, how did you go about it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you follow Legal Miga in Instagram. I don't think I do. Yeah, but Legal Miga is a lawyer um, for businesses. Um, and I came across her because um, when I was in college, after I couldn't really find out that I could work, I started being a consultant. Um, and that's how I made income during college, being a consultant in marketing mm -hmm. for different businesses. And one of my clients was Viva Cosmetics. Um, and right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, yeah. Viva Cosmetics is a Latina owned brand um, and they're cruelty free and vegan. They're based in California, but they ship around the US. So just shout out to them because um, <laughs> through them, I found out about, about Liga Amiga because she's the one who helped them with their business stuff. And yeah, yeah, and I asked her how to register an LLC and all of this. Um, of course, it's expensive. And, of course, she gave me different prices, but the information, I got it. Um, but, luckily, one of my, also my, my best friends, she, she, found, she opened um, her business during COVID. Um, and it's Uvida Shop. Um, it's the first Boston Zero Waste store. And through her, I was able to find out that I could actually do it for free through my university, which is Ah, oh, I didn't know wow, that. Wow, no it? way. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's yes, so funny. Yes, that I'm telling you, you need to talk to people. You really have to be out there and talk to full, people. We just went full circle. Like, <laughs> yes, because, and that, I think that's just a lesson about things that sometimes your answer is right in front of you, but you're not looking. Uh, but that's the other thing too like you didn't know that and like you know i yeah. guess that's just another thing at universities like that you, you're saying too is like you gotta ask you know you gotta go look around yeah. you gotta look around for the resources and ask because yeah. that's how you find an answer yes yes and whoever is from california listening to this episode and you're thinking of opening up your business and registering please contact Liga amiga taylor that's her name um of course, when you're a lawyer, you can only do business or lawyer stuff in California. That yeah. was my, my reason why she couldn't help me. But I really trust and support and follow her content. And I, I'm always I always keep learning from her because um, it's a really trustworthy lawyer. So shout out to her. Um, and whoever's in California, yeah, just look her up. 
but I was able to live in Boston through Northeastern because they have a little free clinic for small businesses in Boston. Okay. Yeah, and my friend, um, the founder of Vivida Shop, she did it through there. And since I was an undergrad and I'm from Boston, they were able to help me. And the thing is two parts. Um, when you're trying to file for registration for NLLC, you it's like a two fee. Um, the labor that the lawyers do, that's, you know, one fee that you have to pay. And that was the most expensive one. Um, and then because of the registration itself, it was only $550, 550 um, But then the labor, the paperwork, the filing that the lawyer does, that's the most expensive thing. Right. Um, of course, I had to pay that 550 because that's, you just have to pay it. But I didn't pay that, that labor from, from the lawyers, which sounds bad saying it. But, well, you know. They're supportive, so I'm going to take. I'm going to, you know, be there. Well, it doesn't sound bad at all because you use the resources around yeah. you. Um, they got paid anyways. Right. They just you're didn't right. get paid right. by you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right. they get paid either way. Like <laughs> you're right. You're right. But you shouldn't so, feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I use my resources. That's a, that's a, that's a, the, that's right. The, the important part too. You're smart for that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's how I did it. And usually that's the way to go, whether you, whatever you're filing, whether it's an LLC, an E-Corp, or any other type of business or an entity, you have to, you know, pay the lawyer and then the registration for your state because every state has different prices. Mm -hmm. um, and also the different type of business. So that's how I went about it. And it took some time um, because I was filing my IT number. Um, and for right. those of you who don't know what an IT is, Everybody has an IT, even U.S. citizens. Um, and that's just a number that you used to pay your taxes. Um, and luckily, um, those of us who don't have a social, we can use that to, you know, be consultant and um, create your businesses. Of course, once you have your business, your business gets an EIN. And that's like the social for your business. That's, that's the, best, the easiest way to explain it. But mm -hmm. through that EIN, you can get your bank account for your business and file the taxes for your business. But you as an individual, you get your IT. Um, and that's how it happened. And yeah, it was through my university. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still so that's, and I was uh, talking so bad about that. I know you're, you're yeah. talking all this crap about your university and you're like, oh, yeah, they pay for my building my own business. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. All right. So, I mean, talk to us about like the, um, the, what is what's your everyday look like um handling your business uh are you doing everything um has your family stepped in to help you uh tell us all all about that like how do you yes. deal with the everyday tasks yes um of course pre-launching it was all me you know because i didn't want to bring anybody in until i knew what i was doing and i still don't know what i'm doing so don't get me wrong but <laughs> don't don't say that don't say that <laughs> no i mean i still don't know but i know like i'm like okay okay you know no. a lot you know a lot i think <laughs> oh, you're just not giving yeah. yourself enough credit that, that you think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um you will learn as we go but yes um my family has been so crucial to me since the beginning because when I first told my friends that I wanted to launch it, they just didn't know how real I was about it because I think that a lot of people now, they say, oh yeah, I wanted to open up my business about this or open up this and they don't follow through. But my parents, they were just like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And I didn't know what it's going to turn out, but um, at least exporting things my parents have helped me with, you know, making mm -hmm. sure that if I'm working because I'm also a full-time worker um, 
and I have my business. And I found a home, they get the packages um, and whatnot. My brother is super creative as me, so sometimes it's really nice to talk to him about my creative ideas with the next campaign, next launch, or photo shoot things. Um, yeah, my friends still have they have helped me so much with being the models for for my my launches. I have when I think that because I can do it on my own. Um, of yeah. course, I don't have official employees, but I my friends, my family have helped me doing little things. But yeah, in terms of employees, I don't have any yet. But that's one thing that hopefully next year this year comes because we need we need it, and I also I'm manifesting that and putting that work to for it. Yes. Yeah. It's it's cool too. You did these like the launches that you do, they're very like professional. Um oh, and in my yeah, no, in my in my eyes, like they're very professional. And and yeah. in many's too, like it just looks like what you would see as a as a commercial, which you know, obviously what you're going for. And that's what you you got. Like and then just doing that with only your your friends and everything, um, it's yeah. it, it looks like that's amazing. Like you guys, it shows how passionate you are. Uh, about about that and and how much they believe in you as well right thank you no no yes and I'm super grateful for them because um one thing that I learned from my past clients whenever they will do their their campaigns and the people that will the, the people they will look for to be part of campaigns I want to go back to my community I don't want to just hire anybody to you know like model for me or be photographing for me because I think that why would I hire just a stranger when I have my friends? And they also, right. I'm also supporting them in their skills and their craft and also supporting me. So it's just a beautiful thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. going back playing a lot of people that I work with, they're also, you know, immigrants themselves. So it's just going back like that whole circular economy. And I just love it. It's so beautiful <laughs> to be able to do it. But day to day, it's a lot because um, I'm the one behind designing everything, marketing, then, you know, inventory right. stuff, financials um what's next type of thing production um cleaning like i can and it does the thing sometimes when i talk about entrepreneurship they just show the glamorous side but no it's not glamorous at all all the time sometimes you gotta roll up your yeah. sleep cleaning staying up especially for different pop-ups events when you go to different places to sell physically um those are my favorites because you can connect with others I think right. that you just meet new people, meet other, other entrepreneurs, and you build more community. And it's just, I, I love those. And I really hope this year brings more of those because of COVID, we haven't been able to do too many. But that's one of my favorite things. I love connecting like this, but yeah. I think that there's just something different about seeing you in person, you know? No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. No, absolutely. Um, but every day looks different, too, because uh, I know you ask what my day my day looks like but every day looks different there's no I do the mm. same thing I'm trying to create a routine but it's just so different because things change so quickly and that's the whole thing about being adaptable to things um let's see a production thing went wrong so I have to spend more time on that then I can't do my marketing anymore I have to wait until tomorrow to do my marketing but usually to keep very short since I work from nine to five after my five um from seven to nine seven to ten p.m I just focus on Luna whether it is wow. yeah and so yes your days your days are long huh yeah and that's why i don't recommend it too because you also need to take care of your mental health <laughs> um and rest and you know making sure that you're nourishing yourself i think that at the beginning i was just go 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 but now i'm right. trying with this also trying to slow down um at least have one day where i don't work at all but we're getting better we're getting better um, but yeah, they, especially lunch days, lunch weeks, they're longer. 
but I also think that and tell me tell me what you think but I don't know when you're doing what you love it doesn't matter what time it is it's just just yeah. you're not working you're just creating and yeah it's money comes out of it somehow but you're just creating, <laughs> you know that's, that's just the, that's just the fruits of, of your work um yeah. but yeah. I know that's that's so true a lot of a lot of people like quit their um their nine to five and say they're working like instead of nine to five like eight hours now they're working like like 17 hours or something but but you know it's it's like you said that's it's your own work and like you're it's something that you're you're passionate about as well um how is balancing I know you mentioned a little bit but balancing like your your other job with your business like have there been challenges where you you've had to like sacrifice something for one or the other yeah um it's not perfect I'm not going to say that it is because it's not um it's hard when you have so many things in your mind sometimes I think that being focused has been a little big thing to learn about because you know especially with production when I'm producing a new product and I get a call from, you know, work or because I don't work from home. I work physically where I work. So I had to be really attentive at work. I can be multitasking. If I was working from home, I think that it would be easier to, you know, okay, yeah. I'm working from home. You can check my email from Luna, you know, but when mm-hmm. I'm physically there, it's really not that easy. So that has been the time, commitment. And also weekends. Weekends is when a lot of pop-ups happen. Uh, I want to do more of those, but sometimes I work weekends. So that's like, mm, oh, wow. you know? Right, right. Um, but, you know, just planning ahead. If I know that I want to do this pop-up, let me ask the day off or the week off, the weekend yeah. off. Um, so I can do my, my Luna stuff, my the business. But I'm still working. So if you have any tips, let me know because I'm still learning how to balance it. I think that learning how to say no to, you need to learn how to say no um as I said I'm so used to you know handling things on my own that I'm like I got it I got it but then I'm like I'm like no girl you don't you need to say no or ask for help or delegate um but I'm still learning and it's not perfect though (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's the important part you know you're you're always you're always learning and I think you'll get to that point where you're like uh I'm gonna go full in on on your on your business and and you know you you'll you'll know when that when that time is. I feel like that's just part of how the universe works, in my opinion. Um, yeah. That's the way I am too with like podcasting. It's just like I never thought I'd be here, and then and then here I am, and I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, what are um, the biggest challenges that you faced like as an entrepreneur, or would you just, would you say like the nine to five, or you're working like your day job and and managing uh, your business being like the biggest challenge? One of the main things has been, I think, financial stability. Because as I said, since um, I don't really have a work permit, it's really interesting to, you know, make sure that I cover my bills and, you know, things that I have to pay. And also make sure my business is growing and then the money is being located where it has to be. So that has been one. And also just doing everything on your own, you know, Um, wearing so many hats. Um, it takes a toll on your on your on your body and on your how tired you feel, um, and I think producing a bra too, because since I said I'm, I'm I can't leave to see the production and how fast it's going, I think that I need to be extra intentional with every meeting that I am, 
and seeing how things are produced and making sure they're doing what I'm telling them to do. Right. Um, because it's not like I can just drive to, you know, to that city where they are located and just go on a weekend and see that production. Yeah, I However, feel like that's a tough that's a tough part too, yeah. A tough part, but at the same time, it's not impossible to make it, you know, and I think that has yeah. taught me that if you really want it, you're gonna go get it. It doesn't matter what things are in the way. But I think those three, um, and yeah, just taking care of yourself, resting. Awesome. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, good guy. No, another thing I wanted to touch on, because I just think it's awesome before we run out of time here, is just like that um, you're, you know, you said you have with a mission and, and you do everything with, with intention. And I saw looking through your, through your website, like some of the proceeds go towards turtles or to, sa- to saving the turtles, right? And yes. that's, that's, I think that's awesome. That's amazing. How did this like come about? Yeah, so it's actually a lot. Um, the foundation and co-op that I work with, um, since they're also, they have different side hustles to the people that I work with. They're artisans, but they also see Fisher, um, okay. Fisher, Fisher women. Mm-hmm. So um, a portion of the profits that we make from what we make from the product, it goes to their total liberation program. So they actually raise and produce the eggs, um, you know, keep them so they can go into being a whole total and liberated to the ocean and yeah since they're in the coast located as well and also that the citrus that we work with they're in in, in, um extension as well so it's like wow so beautiful that we're creating these new products but at the same time we're also creating new turtles to go into the sea and also of course it's not like the turtle is going to grow next month but at the same time it's like it's long-term effect of you know creating new life um and oh i can't see my buzzer right <laughs> but um yeah it's 25 percent of what we make goes into the liberation um sea total program and every season of liberation we have been liberating 100 200 totals so it's just so beautiful to see just making your yeah. life you know entrepreneurship yeah no everything you do i love it it's all it's all amazing work yeah. and and i'm so happy to have you on here so you know, before before I let you go, is there anything that you you want to tell the audience that we maybe haven't covered and that you'd like to right now? Um, I just tell them to you know pursue whatever they want to pursue. To not be stopped because of little no's or doors closing because those doors that close are the ones that are going to open up the one that is for you. And just to not care what other people are going to say. I think that a lot of things a lot of people that i know they don't do their passion their thing because they're afraid of that what if but i think that the one thing that is going to eat them alive is thinking about the what if if they don't do it you know so just show your shot shoot your show with anything that you want you'll have one life so if it doesn't work out all right then it didn't work out but you tried so yeah. being apolog- we being un- unapologetic about your dreams your passions it doesn't matter whether you're undocumented non-documented um you know, if you're living in another country, because, you know, I know that your podcast can be worldwide. So whoever is listening in other countries of the U.S., you should just shop. You never know what's at the other side. And as I said, whatever is yours is going to be waiting for you. And just the alignment of things is just so beautiful. And that's how you know you're walking on your path, too, because everything aligns seamlessly. And it's just so beautiful. So that's deep that's deep i was not ready for all that you got got me like navigating in this like spiritual plane now like (laughs) no that's that's great okay and where where can people um 
follow your work, support you. Where can people find all your beautiful products that, that you're, and just one, one more time too, when, before, you know, telling us uh, where people can find you and get in contact with you, just tell us your catalog again. Like what, what are you currently offering and what you're going to be um, selling? And I'll try also to just, um, when I do like the pictures on Instagram and stuff, I, I want to showcase some of your products because I, I, I love them. Thank you. Yes, and you can find the business in Instagram, um, asunartesanal underscore, um, and also the website, lunartesanal with double, double A. Um, and can you link it also? On- oh, yeah, I'm gonna have every I'm gonna have your <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have your Instagram, your website, yeah. I'll have it, I'll have it all in the in the show notes as Thank well. Thank you, and also on TikTok, lunartesanal underscore. Um, my personal is Mujer de Luna. Um, and what else? That should be it. Yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah. And then what, what do you uh what do you guys have? I, I gotta say though, before <laughs> before you list everything, I when I saw you release the the um was it the backpack, I think that's it, that's that's awesome. Like it was just beautiful. Backpack, like it's, yeah, it's the, so it's not like the the handbag, but like the 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 um oh, i don't even know how yes, to call it like the one i think yeah, you're yeah. sold out of them i think you're sold yes. out of them already but like yes, yes. they're so cool like uh, <laughs> no i'm glad yes um yeah um Sanal sells um handmade and artisan made products from el salvador and we may we work mainly with coconut um we go from earrings um to bags and now working in our home decor line which is coconut candles um but everything um is sustainable and of course, the main prime material that we use is coconut butt earrings, beauty products, um, and bags and coconut candles. Awesome. Thank you so much, May. Thank you again for having, um, for being on here and, and learning about you and your business and, and everything that comes with it. No, thank you so much, Kevin. And thank you for taking the time and being patient too, because I know it, it was long overdue since November. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. No, believe me, um, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, if it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice. I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast, expressed or implied, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.